0: What's up everyone? My name is Jay Heilman and I'm the host of Kingdom Builder, the official podcast home of today's Christian entertainment. I want to thank you so much for checking out our interviews here on iTunes. If you like the interviews you hear on here, we invite you to listen in to our one-hour broadcast of Kingdom Builder The Show, which airs every Saturday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time exclusively on OneJamNationRadio.com. In the following interview, I catch up with both Mac Powell and Mark Lee from Third Day to talk about their latest record called Revival. We hope you enjoy it. There is an amazing record upcoming for the band Third Day, a release called Revival, which will hit stores on August 4th. And we're lucky enough to have two members of the band joining us today to talk about that record. Lead singer Mac Powell and guitarist Mark Lee join us today to talk about the new record. Mac, how are you doing today?
1: Hey, thanks so much for having us. Really appreciate it. Thanks for having us.
0: Well, Mac, let's start with you. Third Day has been a band for about 26 years now, releasing your self-titled national debut in 1996. And now that we're in 2017, I guess my first question is, when you guys started this thing out of high school, did you expect to still be a band nearly three decades later? (laughs)
1: absolutely not is the answer to that question um i really thought man if we can uh just you know make a okay living for a, a couple of years maybe five years at the most then that'll be a lot of fun and then we can move on to you know to real life and get the real jobs and we've been very fortunate for this long to uh to be able to have some great fans that have supported us for so long and helped us to have great careers and uh yeah it's uh It was never expected, and everything after the first couple of years, or maybe first few years, was was icing on the cake. It really was.
0: Well, longevity is something seen rarely in Christian music these days, and while bands like Striper and Petra have been in existence for 30 and 40 years, they've not been consistently touring in the way that you guys have, and I think the Newsboys are one of the only groups out there, aside from you guys, who have done the same, staying consistently touring for more than two decades without really taking a break either from recording or performing and can you take us back in time when you guys started and tell us how have things changed and what factors do you credit for Third Day being able to carry on as long as it has?
1: Well you know there's a there's a lot of things that have changed. It's, I heard a great line in a song yesterday where someone said there's so much has changed and but then again it hasn't. And I think that that's really true within our industry. Uh, it does seem like, in some ways, it's um, in some ways it's smaller, and in some ways it's grown quite a bit. Uh, I think um, as far as the reach, uh, it's definitely grown. Uh, but there's a lot of festivals and things that that aren't around now that that were 20 years ago. But then again, there's some newer ones as well. Uh, there's a lot more. Um, another thing, way that it's changed. I think I think there's a lot more musicians now, a lot more bands and artists out there, and there's a lot more touring than ever before um, because of record sales being a lot less than they used to be with with the internet and other things. Uh, artists have to go out and tour a lot more because they're not selling as many records. So that's that's one of the major things that's that's changed in the past ten years, and yet some things that have remained the same, a lot of great people in this industry making a lot of great music and reaching a lot of people, and we're glad to, uh, you know, to still be part of that.
0: Well, just so you guys know, I gave my life to Christ in 2003, and a friend of mine was in a Christian rock band, and one of the songs that they covered was the single from your debut record, Consuming Fire, and the radio station I was working for at the time uh, was spinning the live version from the first Offerings record. And I'll tell you what, I was hooked from there. And to date, I think I've seen you guys uh, probably a dozen times in concerts at various tours. I, th- I think uh, every tour that you guys have done since 2004, I've seen that tour. The first tour I saw you on was the was the Wired tour. I think you had Toby Mac and uh, Day of Fire with you on that tour. It was uh, in Estero, Florida.
1: Wow, you go way back then. That's awesome.
0: Yeah, and I, and I was at the GMA Dove Awards in '04 when you guys uh, performed, I think you guys performed Wire for the first time there at that at that show.
1: That was a, a, a fun record for us. Uh, we went to Memphis to, it was the first time we'd gone outside of Atlanta to work on a record, and uh, the tour was a lot of fun and, and had some great artists, like you said, Toby Mack, when he was starting his solo career, came out with us. So yeah, here we are, you know what, 13 years later now and and still still playing some songs from that record.
0: Well, as a longtime fan of the group, I always get excited when you guys put a new record out. And the first record I heard in its entirety from you guys was the Wire record and the single Come On Back To Me. And now you guys have a brand new record coming out, and it's called Revival. And Mac, let's start with you on this question. I've been reading that this new record is somewhat of a roots record for the band, and from the sound of the title track, I would say that that assumption is true. Can you take us through the writing and recording process of this record, and maybe some things that you guys did different with this one that you haven't done in the past?
1: Yeah, um, this was a this was a very unique record in the in the Third Day catalog. It's I think it's a record that we've made it we've wanted to make for a long time, in, in the in the sense of the process of how we made it and where we made it, and. Uh, in, a, in a lot of ways, it was a return to our roots. Um, we, uh, we did the first half of the record, or half of the record, I should say. We did it at our own studio, uh, and then uh, then we did another, goodness, probably six or seven days uh, in Muscle Shoals, uh, Alabama. It was in this little studio called Fame Studio, which is a world-famous studio. It started back in the 60s at so many famous artists have recorded there in this little town in Alabama when the when the studio started in the 60s uh somehow got word got out and a lot of artists started coming uh to Alabama and recording and Aretha Franklin, Wilson Ticket uh and the list goes on and on of so many people that went to Muscle Shoals to record from Paul Simon to the Rolling Stones and, and so many great artists that we look up to and listen to for a long time and I remember being in the bus and driving through Muscle Shoals, we were doing a festival not too far from there, and seeing Fame Studios, and this was 15, if not 20 years ago, and going, man, how cool would it be to record there one day, and I'm originally from Alabama, so I grew up knowing about Muscle Shoals and about Fame Studios, and, and for some reason, it just never worked out, and then finally, to have the chance to go there and to return to our roots and kind of have the whole band in one big room recording together, and living together on a, in a lake house and just having meals together and just really developing the songs. Um, it was a, it's a record that um, we had the least amount of idea of what was going to happen going into uh, the studio. Usually we have a lot of ideas that we had demoed and worked on, and this is we basically started from scratch in the studio, which we usually never do. And so it was a lot of fun how it came together. I'm really excited about this album and can't wait for people to hear it.
0: Well, you actually, Mac, you guys actually work with Munro Jones again, which you've worked on with previous records. Um, how was it how was it working with him again, uh, having worked with him on previous projects?
1: Yeah, Munro Jones is a, such a huge part of the Third Day catalog. I mean, he did, the first record he did with us was the Time album that came out in 1999. And then, of course, he did the Offerings albums, both the, the uh, Offerings 1 and 2. And he did the Come Together record and Uh, a bunch of other stuff with us through the years and it had been quite a number of years since we worked with him so as i was saying earlier it was was a return to our roots in the sense that not only of how we recorded and where we recorded but who we recorded with and uh monroe was the the perfect man for the job i think he did an amazing job uh producing the, the record and uh just was so uh so glad to be able and thankful to get to get to spend more time with him and and make some great music with him again
0: well mark Mack has told us about the background of this record as being a roots record for you guys and i have to agree not only does this record have a really broke down raw and energetic old-time feel to it but i hear a lot of instrumentation that you don't really hear on a third day record can you take us behind the musical part of the record and tell us how this record differs from past efforts and what fans should expect from it
2: as we were thinking through that process and what it was going to look like, we were literally sitting on the bus with uh, our our road band, you know, the guys that are out on stage with us uh, and play when when we're uh, performing live. And so we we're kind of like, you know, we have just such a great time on stage. Let's just take this, the energy of this and just go into the studio. So that was one thing that immediately that, that set this apart from some other albums, rather than each of us individually going in and recording our parts piecemeal, which we've done probably for the last two or three records, I would say. Uh, we, we said, you know, let's just, all of us, we actually had seven guys in the room. Like, let's just set up and record that way. And so it, it feels a lot more spontaneous than than really anything we've probably ever done. And you literally, at times, are hearing us play a song for maybe the first or... Second time, uh, and, and you're you're really getting the uh, just that that raw excitement that we have. You know, when we're first learning how to play a song, and so uh, I, I think that that immediately sets it apart.
0: Well, and you know what, like I mentioned before, you do have a lot of instruments, and you just you really haven't heard the horn section on a Third Day record before. Was now was this something that you guys had previously wanted to do, as far as like you know instrumentation, bringing like a brass section on because. You know, I hadn't heard it before. And when I was listening to some of the songs on the record, I'm like, "Wow, this is different." But this really fits in with what you guys have been doing all along.
2: It, it totally does. And we, I mentioned about the time record, and we did have uh, a horn section come in and play on about two songs on that. And I think I would have to go back and check, but I think that's the only time we've done that before. But uh, as we were talking about. This record, and we're going to be going to Muscle Shoals. It's going to be in Alabama, and you know, there's so so much great music coming out of Alabama in the last you know five years. And one band in particular, St. Paul and the Broken Bones. I don't know if you've ever had a chance to see them. It's great, great live band. Uh, Monroe he knows one or a couple of the guys in that band, so he made a couple of calls and was like, "Hey, you guys want to come play on this record?" And so he brought them in, and it, it just adds this this whole different dynamic to the songs. And at, there's even, um, I think Revival might be the song that I'm thinking about. Like the song gets going a little bit before they come in and they like almost come in out of left field and you're like, whoa, there's horns. This is really cool. So um, I, I think that was uh, just a big part of, of the just the overall feel of the album and just capturing that that old school kind of, southern rock rootsy gospel kind of feel that we were looking for
0: well you know going back to the new record mac i've actually heard you say this in concert before but picking a favorite song is like having to pick your favorite child so let's look at the revival record is there a song on here that means most to you or one that you really can't wait for fans to hear
1: yeah it is you're right it's hard to pick a favorite and it seems like almost every time i listen to the album i'll get a new favorite but I would say, off the top of my head, is the uh, the title track revival. Uh, it's really what the the sound of that and the idea of that song is is really what we wanted to go throughout the album, and I, I think we were successful in that. Really, this down home kind of feel, and it's a very gospel kind of feel, very forward in the message, uh, and yeah, there's something fresh about it as well and so uh if if I had to pick a song right now i'd I'd say revival, but you know, ask me tomorrow or in a week or a month from now, I'll probably have another one.
0: Well, the music video you guys released for that lyric video was actually pretty cool. I liked I loved how you did that and the music videos and lyric videos lyric videos especially have been getting more popular, and just the the further we go in time. The better these things get. When I saw that video, I'm like, "Wow, this is awesome!" Just the way you guys did that, and you having the lyrics and the video on the screen—that was that was amazing.
1: Yeah, and, th- and Munro Jones was a huge part of putting that together as well. I mean, Munro was kind of rolling rolling film the whole time, and he does a lot of video work now as well. And so uh, he he basically put that whole thing together and had a huge hand in that. And and yeah, when you see you go to YouTube or, or wherever online, and you can see the video, it's almost like a small documentary. Uh, you know, like a musical documentary into behind the scenes in the studio and, and us setting up and recording together. And, yeah, it's, it's a lot of fun to watch and to see. And I'm, I'm glad fans get a chance to kind of have that behind the scenes look into what we were doing in the studio.
0: How about you, Mark? What would be your favorite song from this new record?
2: Okay, yeah, there's, there's one song for me that really stands out, and it's called When I Leave This World Behind. And sometimes it's when we get in the studio, we're trying to, to, to get a song off the ground as we have a group of guys in there uh, playing sometimes it 's like pulling teeth and then other times it just just clicks right off and this was a case where that happened and it it if anything, the song might be a little bit heavier than the rest of the album um, and it re- it really goes you mentioned about the black crows earlier it it really goes to to that. That place and kind of that side of what we do more than anything we've done in, in quite a while. Uh, some great guitar parts, and and I was mentioned earlier about how Trevor and I would be, and then we'd play off of each other. We we came up with a part together, and we just we just doubled it. And in fact, I think we might have gone back with some overdubs, and it might be about four guitars. Like each each of us played the same part a couple of times, and it just sounds huge. So you know, every time I, I to hear that song I don't, it doesn't matter who I'm in the car with I'll just kind of reach over and like turn it up quite a bit and uh, it, it's just a, it was a fun one to record and it's a fun one to go back and listen to
0: well Third Day has proven to be a band that has stood the test of time but when the days of the band are gone and you guys are I guess you would call it retired what do you want people to remember Third Day for the most what legacy do you guys want to leave behind
1: that's a great question um, I think Really, I I love that, that we've had such a great fan base uh, through 25 years now of being a band. And um, there's so many things that we've been able to accomplish because of the support of our fans, so many awards that we've won and, and you know, things that we've been able to do, but, but it, it's gone way beyond that. I think uh, what I would like for us to be known for is, is more than that stuff, but more that we, that we were... Uh, you know, men of integrity who try to do their best musically and, and encourage some people to uh, grow in their faith and hopefully brought uh, a little joy into people's lives. And, uh, and that we were more than, it was more than just the music, uh, that hopefully we inspired people to, uh, you know, to listen to that music and be encouraged by it, but by to move on in whatever direction in life they are, whether it's in their workplace or at, at school or in their own families. And, and hopefully, uh, you know, share the love of God.
0: Well, Mark, what's your take on this?
1: You know what? um, I'm
2: actually going to totally rip off Garth Brooks. I saw him do an interview one time, and they asked kind of a similar question, and his response was if if somebody came up to him just out of the blue, like, years down the road, and remembered a song that he had written and said, hey, you know, that song, or even, like, came up and sang one of the songs back to him, you know, 20, 30 years later. And I would take that idea, and I'd even go, like, a little... A step further, you know, because uh, we're a Christian band and, and our faith is, is so wrapped up in the music and our hope is that we've encouraged people uh, with our music and, and with what we've shared with people from stage. I would love to see 20 years from now, 30 years from now, somebody come up and say, hey, you know what, you guys played in Greenville, South Carolina, and, you know, Max said something from stage and it was really encouraging to me, and, and I'm, you know, at a better place now because of that. I think that that's the kind of legacy that I want to leave, you know, because that's that's when we started the band. We wanted to make great music, obviously, but we wanted to glorify God through that music and also encourage people through the music. And I don't think there would be a, a better legacy than to years later have somebody, you know, come come back to us and say, hey, you know, I was really encouraged by
0: that. Well, Revival is now available, and you can pick it up wherever music is sold. Uh, Mac, Mark, thank you guys so much for joining us today. We really appreciate it.
1: Hey, man, thank you so much for having us. Thank you. Thanks for having us.